MSW Media. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting The Daily Beans. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever, and you can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans to get $10 off your first purchase. And a big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Today, the Colorado Supreme Court rules that Trump is ineligible to appear on the state ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Trump's response to the Supreme Court to Jack Smith's petition for SCOTUS to hear the immunity motion is due today. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has signed a sweeping unconstitutional show-me-your-papers bill. The Biden administration is establishing the first-ever federal database to track official records of misconduct by law enforcement officers. Documents naming scores of Jeffrey Epstein's associates will be unsealed after a federal judge's order. And Amarillo, Texas, is debating a ban on using roads to transport people seeking abortions. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Uh, Dana's out today. She'll be back tomorrow. What an incredible day in the news. So thank you for being here with me. I will uh, I will be solo today. Um, and I have some incredible things to report. Uh, first of all, uh, there's a, a new episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 out today. You might want to check that out if you listen to that show. If you don't, might be a good time to start. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, Stuff coming up on the calendar for Donald Trump that doesn't have to do with Jack Smith, and that's all the stuff we cover on Cleanup on Aisle 45. All right, everybody, uh, let's get right to the news. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up, from Politico, the Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday threw former President Donald Trump off the state's 2024 presidential ballot, ruling that Trump engaged in an insurrection by stoking the riot at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. This is a quote from the ruling. We do not reach these conclusions lightly. That's from the majority 4-3 opinion. We are mindful of the magnitude and weight of the questions now before us. We are likewise mindful of our solemn duty to apply the law without fear or favor and without being swayed by public reaction to the decisions that the law mandates we reach, unquote. The court is the first in the nation to side with activists and voters who have filed numerous lawsuits claiming that Trump is barred from holding future office under the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. It reverses a lower court ruling that found Donald Trump had engaged in insurrection, but that the Constitution's ambiguity on the matter left Trump eligible to remain on the ballot. Namely, uh, Trump argued that he was not an officer of the United States and that the presidential oath is not covered by the language in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The ruling will almost certainly speed efforts to force the issue up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the court contemplated that outcome by staying its decision. This is the Colorado court, by the way. They stayed their own decision until January 4th, 2024, to give the justices time to consider the matter. Donald Trump's spokesman has responded with a load of bullshit, (laughs) blaming Biden, but also says... Yet the Supreme Court will quickly rule in Donald's favor. 
to quote the Devil Wears Prada, you sure about that? I'm not so sure, but I don't feel like it's a slam dunk either. I mean, on the one hand, this particular Supreme Court is very much about states running their own elections. But on the other hand, they're also quite inconsistent. (laughs) And then on the other hand, they're textualists, and the text of the 14th Amendment seems clear. But then on the other hand, they could argue the semantics like Trump did, saying that his uh, oath doesn't say he has to support the Constitution, just protect and defend and, you know, not things that mean support, but uh, semantically, not exactly support. Um, So we'll see how this goes. Neil Katyal pointed out on Twitter, yes, I still call it Twitter, that the three dissenting judges, what they decided, they decided their disagreement with this ruling based on local Colorado law. So their dissents are not something the Supreme Court will consider. So the Supreme Court is just faced with the with the simple question of whether or not Section 3 of the 14th Amendment covers the office of the presidency, whether it's an office or not. Because the factual finding that Trump engaged in insurrection is very hard to overturn. And so they may uphold that and may disagree on this whole thing covering the presidency. We'll see. And speaking of SCOTUS, Donald Trump's response is due today, right? As we know, Jack Smith leapfrogged over the appellate court and has asked the Supreme Court to hear Trump's absolute criminal immunity claim. And Trump is kind of in a bind because it's going to be hard for him to argue that he doesn't want SCOTUS to hear the case, only to come back later and ask them to hear the case. He'll have to come up with a good argument that he doesn't want them to hear the case now. And of course, Andy and I will go over that filing on this weekend's episode of Jack. It is due today, uh, and uh, (laughs) it should be interesting. Next up, in a statement from Vice President Kamala Harris, every person in our nation has a right to be safe, and trust between law enforcement and the communities they serve is essential for public safety. Police misconduct undermines that trust and threatens the right to equal justice under law. Today, President Joe Biden and I are establishing the first ever federal database to track official records of law enforcement officer misconduct. The National Law Enforcement Accountability Database will ensure that federal agencies have ready access to records of serious misconduct when hiring federal law enforcement officers. As a United States senator, with Senator Cory Booker and Representative Karen Bass, I authored the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. And last year, President Biden and I issued an executive order banning chokeholds, restricting no-knock warrants, and strengthening use of force policies for federal law enforcement, in addition to other critical reforms. President Biden and I will continue to do all we can to advance police accountability and strengthen the bonds of trust between law enforcement and the communities they serve. And we renew our call for the United States Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. So this only covers federal officers. That is the re- that is the limit of the reach of the executive branch to act unilaterally. So I'm very glad they're doing this. Next up from CNN, Republican Governor Greg Abbott of Texas signed into law Monday a bill that makes entering Texas illegally a state crime. This is an extraordinary step in their hard-fought battle uh, between Texas and the federal government over efforts to curtail illegal immigration. 
The measure is called SB4. It grants local law enforcement, local law enforcement, the power to arrest migrants and judges, the ability to issue orders to remove them to Mexico. It has sent ripples of fear throughout the Latino community in Texas, which makes up 40% of that state's population and was condemned by civil rights organizations and immigration advocacy groups after the Texas legislature passed it last month. The law is expected to take effect in March. That is, of course, unless the DOJ steps in and a stay is put on this unconstitutional piece of garbage. The ongoing surge of migration at the U.S.-Mexico border has placed immense pressure on local and federal resources. Abbott and the Biden administration have sparred over some of the state's measures to curb illegal immigration along the southern border. On Sunday, U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced it would temporarily suspend operations at the International Railway Crossing bridges in Eagle Pass and El Paso, Texas, starting Monday due to a surge in border crossings by migrants. Border authorities apprehended about 192,000 migrants between ports of entry in November. That's a 2% increase compared to the 188,000 migrant apprehensions in October. That's according to U.S. Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens. Now, Democratic House members have said this bill oversteps the federal government's powers and echoes Arizona's immigration status provision in what opponents have dubbed the show-me-your-papers law. The law was mostly rejected by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2012 when it upheld the federal government sets immigration policy and laws. The Republican author of the Texas bill has maintained that the measure is constitutional. Kevin F. Lawrence, who's the executive director of the Texas Municipal Police Association, told CNN in a statement that SB4, at least to some measure, will give local law enforcement better tools to work with. Local law enforcement is not trained in who is a citizen and who is not. The ACLU has threatened to sue Abbott over the measure that the organization has dubbed one of the most anti-immigration bills passed by any state. Three top executives in Texas penned a letter to President Joe Biden last month urging him to stop SB4 from going into effect, citing concerns the measure is unconstitutional and could make communities less safe. Those three county executives lead El Paso, Harris, which is home to Houston, and Travis, which is home to Austin, those three counties. They represent nearly a quarter of the state's population. Quote, we urge you to intervene and stop this legislation from going into effect and to prevent Texas Governor Greg Abbott from violating the U.S. Constitution. They wrote that in a letter which was posted on Twitter. On Monday, Representative Joaquin Castro of Texas and 20 other Democratic lawmakers wrote a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland expressing grave concern over the bill. We urge you to assert your authority over federal immigration and foreign policy and pursue legal action as appropriate to stop this unconstitutional and dangerous legislation from going into effect. That's what the letter said. Next up, from Six Action News, which is a New York ABC affiliate, a federal judge in New York has ordered a vast unsealing of court documents in early 2024, that's a month from now, that will make public the names of scores of Jeffrey Epstein's associates. The documents are part of a settled civil lawsuit alleging Epstein's one-time paramour, Ghislaine Maxwell, facilitated the sexual abuse of Virginia Jufree that uh, terms of the 2017 settlement were not disclosed. Maxwell is currently serving a 20-year prison sentence after she was convicted of sex trafficking and procuring girls for Epstein, who died by suicide in 2019 in a Manhattan jail while awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges. Anyone who did not successfully fight to keep their name out of the civil case could see their name become public, including Epstein's victims, co-conspirators, and innocent associates. Judge Loretta Preska set the release for January 1st. 
giving anyone who objects to the documents becoming public a little bit of time to object. Her ruling, though, said that since some of the individuals have given media interviews, their names should not stay private. The documents may not make clear why a certain individual became associated with Jufri's lawsuit, but more than 150 people are expected to be identified in hundreds of files that may expose more about Epstein's sex trafficking of women and girls in New York, New Mexico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and elsewhere. Some of the names may simply have been included in depositions, emails, or legal documents. Now, some of the people have already been publicly associated with Epstein. For instance, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, Captain Underpants, he is publicly named in the judge's order. Certain minor victims' names will be redacted. And finally, from The Guardian, a string of Texas localities have passed controversial laws and ordinances banning so-called abortion trafficking, and another city may soon join their number. Over the last several weeks, the city of Amarillo, Texas, has become embroiled in a debate over whether to pass an ordinance to block people from using the city's roads to transport pregnant people seeking abortions out of state. The city council will meet on Tuesday to debate the measure. It is not expected to vote. This type of ordinance has sprung up as part of a new anti-abortion tactic to undermine people's ability to flee states with abortion bans. Since the fall of Roe v. Wade, abortion foes have scrambled to find a way to cut off what they see as, quote, abortion trafficking, even though many experts argue that the U.S. Constitution protects the right to interstate travel. Yeah, that's what it says. And how do you do that? Set up a checkpoint with a pregnancy test thing? Like just pull over, pee on a stick? I don't, this is un unbelievable. In October, Lubbock County became the largest Texas locality to enact an ordinance restricting people's ability to travel for abortions. Idaho has also passed a separate law banning abortion trafficking, which would block people from taking minors across state lines for abortions without parental permission. A judge froze that law earlier this year, by the way. Quote, Texas has the most restrictive and harmful abortion legislation in place, period. So we felt that municipalities taking an additional stand on it is redundant. That's what Lindsay London, a local activist who works on the Amarillo Reproductive Freedom Alliance, said. But it's really scary. Our options are so limited. Texas law currently bans pretty much all abortions. Amarillo lies at the northwestern corner of Texas, so Texans fleeing the state for an abortion in nearby New Mexico, Colorado, or Kansas may travel along its roads. Texas has been at the center of the national debate over abortion since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe, a case that originated in Texas, by the way. Twenty Texas women have filed a lawsuit aided by two doctors alleging they were denied abortions in medical emergencies because the medical exceptions in Texas abortion bans are too vague. And earlier this month, yet another Texan became the first woman since the fall of Roe to file a lawsuit seeking an abortion while still pregnant. She ultimately fled the state for the procedure hours before the Texas Supreme Court overturned an order that would have let her undergo the abortion in her home state. Now, I guess this means it's cool to fly. Are they going to have TSA check you out? So people with money to fly are, are, are better off? This is horrible. This is draconian. Amarillo is also the original home of the latest abortion-related case to hit the U.S. Supreme Court. Just last week, the justices announced they would take a case about the availability of abortion pills that began in Amarillo Federal Court. That's Mepha Pristone. London stressed that she's grateful that Amarillo's leadership has met with members of the Amarillo Reproductive Freedom Alliance about their concerns over the proposed ordinance, but she added, it's five white men who are staunchly anti-abortion in our leadership. It's kind of grim.
All right, everybody, we need some good news. Send us your good news at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact, and I will deliver the good news as soon as we take this quick break. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. As you know, I used to wake up feeling groggy from tossing and turning all night. My back would be sore. Uh, my hips would be sore because I'm a side sleeper. Um, and, you know, I thought it was I, wasn't, I was losing sleep because of stress. That was part of it, but most of it was that I was sleeping on a mattress made for someone else. That is until I got my mattress from Helix Sleep, tailored just to my sleep preferences. From the very first night, it felt like this mattress was made just for me. And now I wake up feeling better than ever. I will never go back to any other mattress. This is by far the best. So just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Uh, Now, Helix knows everyone has their own way of sleeping, and that's why they offer a variety of mattress models tailored for specific sleep positions and preferences. Helix has 20 unique mattresses in their lineup, including the Lux Collection, which has won many awards, and the recently released Elite Collection. Plus, they have options for big and tall folks and the little ones, too. Like they cover, they run the whole gamut. And the key to finding your perfect fit is that Helix Sleep Quiz. It's an easy way to find the best mattress that's designed to complement your body and your sleep style. And once you place your order, it'll be delivered right to your doorstep free of charge. As you know, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm mattress and I was, uh, you know, I sleep on my side. And this mattress is the best mattress I've ever owned. My hips don't hurt anymore. My back doesn't hurt anymore. I get a good night's sleep all the way through the night. And just to make sure you're completely satisfied, you can try it in your home for 100 sleeps with no risk, and they have a 10 or 15-year warranty. I trust them, and so can you. Right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And today's show is also brought to you by one of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten anybody, StoryWorth. It's an online service designed to capture and safeguard cherished memories and stories for future generations. It's a heartfelt and significant present. It creates a deeper bond with you and your nearest and dearest friends and family. This holiday season, I want to give the gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans and save $10 on your first purchase. Through StoryWorth, I uncovered incredible stories from my mom. We did this a couple of years ago. StoryWorth's been a partner for a very long time. I absolutely loved it. They sent her these prompts. I wrote some of them. They sent some of them. They would ask things like, what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Or tell me about a funny moment in your childhood that you remember. And or tell me about your first memory, for example. And then she would respond to these prompts in an email. And then at the end of the year, StoryWorth puts them all together in this beautiful book that you can add pictures to and everything. And now it's an heirloom that has been shared with the family. This will be the second holiday in a row that we do this. We break this book out when we read from it. Once StoryWorth compiles the narratives into that hardcover book, Uh, I plan to keep it for, you know, forever. It's so wonderful. It's a cherished treasure. It's a tangible link to our past in the family. And it's a source of inspiration. 
So the weekly stories have not only brought us closer, but we've also woven a richer tapestry of our family's whole history. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love a, the most thoughtful gift, a personal gift from the heart, and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash dailybeans to save $10 on your first purchase. Welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have been wondering and thinking about or maybe considering sending in good news or confessions, corrections, misheard song lyrics, what the mutt, opine on the bovine, what the hequine, what the shell, cat me if you can, what's the model of your oxalotl, uh, shout out to a loved one, uh, shout out to a small business in your area, shit kids say, anything, anything at all, Woobie stories, blanky stories, um, small business in your area, adoptable pet in your area, pod pet tax, holiday photos, baby pictures, frog orgies. If you've been thinking about sending that in, today is the day. We need your good news. Send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. First up, from Orby, pronouns he and him. Hello, beans queens. I submit menagerie inquiry is a catch-all phrase for what the mutt, etc. segment. Love the show. Keep up the good work menagerie inquiry. I like it. And, you know, menagerie parts one and two are, it's one of my favorite uh, Star Trek, the original series episodes. Uh, we got to see Captain Christopher Pike and those guys with the big heads. Okay. Anyway, menagerie inquiry. I love it, Orby. Next up from anonymous pronouns, he and him. I am a board member of a nonprofit in Chicago that runs a homeless shelter in the city. The organization responded to a request for proposal, an RFP, with the city to develop a permanent homeless shelter, and the organization was selected. The RFP submission included a plan to acquire uh, and rehab a building on the far north side of the city. The organization has never owned the shelter that it has run for over 40 years, so having a permanent home will be a great thing for the organization, but most of all for their clients that it serves. The shelter will be state-of-the-art with a room for 70 on a nightly basis, 365 days a year. The city will fund 99.9% of the acquisition and rehabilitation of the building. The organization is required to fund the balance. We have raised about half of our portion, which is 400000 I would love for this request to go viral and for the remaining amount to be crowdfunded through small donations. We plan on closing the deal in February and finishing up construction in July. Getting a permanent shelter will ensure the organization will have a home for at least 30 more years in the future. Please check out northsidehousing.org. My pet tax is my three shelter kitties, the L Squad, Luna Joy, Black Kitty, Leo, the Floof, and Lou, the Tiger. Everyone, that is northsidehousing.org. Share it with everyone you know. Chip in what you can. Look at these beautiful babies. <laughs> Thank you for the floof and the void and the tiger. Tiger looks soft. Is tiger the softest? Tiger looks soft. And and the behind the ears of the void is a very soft place to pet a kitty. Thank you for that. Congratulations on getting chosen. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Nick, pronouns he and him. Hello, beans mongers. Other than the fact that my sister is recovering from surgery, the doctor didn't think she'd live through, and I'll leave it at that, 
I don't have any other good news in particular. I just wanted to share a work in progress picture of one of two sets of miniatures I'm painting as stocking stuffers for my son, Nick. Very cool. These are the high rollers by Reaper Miniatures, each of them being a traditional gaming die representing a type of fantasy adventure character. I'm trying to make them look very cartoonish, partly because they were sculpted that way, and particularly because the way their faces are sculpted reminds me of the California Raisins. As such, instead of creating definition with traditional shading techniques, I'm using a 0.003 millimeter black marker to make lines and their pupil-only eyes. I think it's working. The other set I haven't started on yet, not pictured, but also by Reaper, is an animatronic troll and accompanying animatronic kobolds, which I got because he loves the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, as so many of the kids today, trademark, do. I've also attached a couple of great pictures of Gurr. My wife's managed to get one of them is from this morning. She got home from taking our son to school and found Gurr in the front of the fridge having a stolen bowl of leftover turkey uh, from it and having shut the door himself, which he usually does to avoid getting caught. Note that there was a significant amount of turkey in the bowl before Gurr got to it. The little thief is getting absolutely shameless lately. The other is while my family was decorating the living room. Uh, the trees. For, yes, plural trees. One of them put garland around Gurr's neck and he apparently loved it. I think this is the best picture of the photogenic little yutz of any of us have ever gotten. This is a dog who truly knows how to live his best life at any given time. Yes, Gurr is awesome. Allison, Dana, Pete, Andy, and now John, along with all the other guests, keep up all the good work you do in keeping us informed. It's invaluable in a society that feels like it insists on continuing to go mad. Okay, these are incredible. I love them. I think what you're doing is working perfectly on the painting. And hello, Gurr. I love Gurr. Oh, you're right. That is the best photo of Gurr I think ever taken. <laughs> With the garland around his neck and the smile and the twinkly eyes. Very well done. All right, next up from Anonymous. This is Maddie. Who's my loner dog? L-O-A-N-R dog. I'm a former dog owner, but due to circumstances, I no longer have pets in my home. During the pandemic, I watched several TV series that were centered on dogs. I had a thought. I need to find someone with a dog I can take for walks and to get a regular dog fix. Uh, we'll be careful what you wish for, because later that year, a friend called on our social support network in a time of need, and one of her requests was for somebody to walk Maddie. I volunteered to do that, and I've been taking Maddie for three times a week walks just over two years now. Maddie's human reports that she's healthier, happier, and uh, Maddie can exhibit house cleaning tail wags when her when my car pulls up to her home. It's a win-win for all of us. Maddie gets regular outings and I get exercise and I get my dog fix and Maddie's owner gets a dog who is more relaxed, healthy, and content. I told Maddie's human about the daily beans, what the mutt feature, and she gave me permission to submit Maddie's photo. Maddie's human does not have any definitive knowledge on what mixed breeds she might be, so we're looking forward to your best guess. P.S. I don't have any misheard song lyrics to submit, but a few weeks ago when I heard Allison request listeners send in their theses, I momentarily thought she said feces. Also, no, I'm, I'm not Coligard. <laughs> also, while I love Bruce Springsteen, I realize I never sing along when I'm listening to his music because frankly, most of the time, I got no clue what he's saying. All right, this looks like a chow mixed with a... Uh, a golden mixed with a, it looks like a little bit of corgi. 
if I'm being honest. And since they don't know, I'm going to go with that is 100% correct. Okay, last one. Amanda, no pronouns. I have a misunderstood song lyric that's appropriate for the season. A couple years ago, when I was well into my 30s, I suddenly realized that up on the rooftop, reindeer pause, P-A-U-S-E, like take a break. Not reindeer paws, P-A-W-S, like soft little feeties that I had always thought. Wait, what? Wait, what? It's paws, P-A-U-S-E? It's not the feetsies? Okay, well, I also learned something new today, Amanda. Quote, but Amanda, reindeer don't even have paws, you may be thinking. That's true. But the five-year-old me didn't pick up on that, and I never thought about the lyrics again until I saw them written down in a Christmas book and uh, I read to my toddler. Yeah, see, paws doesn't have, you don't have to be an animal to have paws. Rocky Balboa was a southpaw. He, he doesn't have floofy feetsies. I, uh, I'm, I'm blown away today. Even though I now know better, I still picture little reindeer peats up on the rooftop when I hear that song. You know me too, Amanda. I've included my dog, Lizzie, and my mom's two dogs, Cam and May, as pet tax. A couple years ago, we were lucky enough to be able to buy the house next door to my parents. How cool. One of the first things we did was put in a gate between our yards so the kids and dogs could run back and forth. I now frequently end up with an extra dog in my bed or sniffing around trying to con treats from my five-year-old. It's been a delightful perk. Look at the sweet babies. Oh, they're so cute. That looks like Pete Struck's dog. Look at the babies. Thank you for that. Yeah, boy. It's paws. The reindeer's paws. Why do they pause? I mean, okay. I'm going to look more into this, Amanda. I'm with you. I still think it's their feats. Everybody send your good news into us, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. I have so many cool interviews set up for y'all next week. You're going to be very happy. Amanda's going to, Amanda, <laughs> I've got Amanda on the, on the brain because we're all going out to eat later. Um, but Mandy Reedy wanted to say hi to you all. Amanda Reeder, former host uh, and producer of Muller She Wrote. Uh, but Dana will be back in your ears tomorrow. And um, I look forward to that. I always miss her when she's gone. And I know you do too. So thanks for hanging in with me solo today. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q and bring someone with you. I've been AG and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>